It's an interesting start to the year, right? 2024. Uh, And I've been following many of your tweets and you typically share a lot of encouragement with entrepreneurs, uh, regardless of the time of the year, uh, in order to make sure that they keep building and that they build successful, sustainable, profitable businesses. Uh, I'm assuming that none of that has changed as we start 2024. That, 100% correct. The, the the beginning of the year should be exactly the same as the middle of the year, three quarters through the year. Entrepreneurs are always in a in a space of looking for opportunities and avoiding obstacles. It doesn't matter what uh, time of year it is. Mm. But you cannot uh, argue with the fact that after you've been away for a break, you've had a, a little bit of a, a different perspective you've seen new things that you come back reinvigorated with uh, new ideas but the trick is to actually execute on them and that's where most people are 100 percent. and perhaps we'll get to execution in just a moment but as we reflect on lessons as you say you know sometimes you need to step away look at the bigger picture and then get a better perspective i'm assuming in the last three years south africans uh, especially entrepreneurs the world over have learned uh, very key uh, business lessons especially coming back from the pandemic uh, and now living post that particular legacy uh, what would these fundamentals be and maybe you can give us a refresh on some of them but I think what, you know, I'm glad you brought up the pandemic because what the pandemic taught us was that uh, we can never, ever know what the future looks like. And mm-hmm. so we have to be quite resilient and diversified. And um, what I've seen uh, happen over the last three years since the pandemic is that those lessons that uh, companies took from the pandemic when applied properly have served them incredibly well. We look at our portfolio of businesses that we're supporting. And it's very clear, you know, beforehand, who are the uh, entrepreneurs who have taken those lessons and who haven't. The ones that have, we've seen record growth in the last three years. And the ones that sort of went business as usual, like before the pandemic, has sort of stuttered along. And so for me, that that's very telling is that, the, there was a big gift in the COVID um, experience for for many entrepreneurs as it shifted the way that we think. And it's actually, in most instances that I've seen, made entrepreneurs far more resilient than I've ever seen in my 20-odd years working with entrepreneurs. Oh, stunning. So at least there is a positive that has come out from the crisis that we experienced a few years ago. Uh, and I can imagine that this not only speaks to the health and structure of the institutions and, and small businesses that have survived, but just the leaders themselves. And maybe let's start there because it seems as though a lot of your feedback does go back to the entrepreneur, the person with the vision, with the blueprint, uh, and how it is that they need to reflect and review uh, the structure of their business and the foreseeable growth that they look to implement. Yeah, for for me, you know, I, I I've written a book many years ago called "Lose the Business Plan," and the so sort of the thinking behind the the title was that a successful business isn't determined by the plan, but it's determined by the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. About that entrepreneur's flexibility, their resilience, uh, and and their characteristics. And so for, for me, I think that remains true always, is that the success is in the entrepreneur and there's far too much emphasis uh, placed on the plan. 
Although, having said that, the caveat to that is that you should do a plan, just lose it once you've done it, because I've never in my 20-odd years working with entrepreneurs ever seen a business plan equal reality ever. I don't know if you have, but I certainly have. True. And you're quite right, because sometimes you need to toss the script and get back to the reality of the day, right? Um, um, and, and be nimble enough to actually implement what is required at the time. But that typically speaks to processes. And, I, and I'm assuming once as an entrepreneur, you've shared the vision, you understand what it is that you're looking to build, you've put together a phenomenal team to help you build this business. But processes, from what I understand, also play a very critical role in, in uh, driving growth of a business. Yeah, so before before you talk about process, and you're right, process is incredibly important, but you, you, you pointed out the, the most important thing, which is vision, is where do we want to go to? What you see with many businesses that fail is that they don't have a good strategy. In other words, how are we going to get there? They have very weak strategies. So for me, what I am pushing amongst the entrepreneurs that I work with is their ability to understand strategy, business strategy, and to make better decisions. Because, you know, given any particular environment, you and I might look at that environment, we might have exactly the same resources available to us, but we'll make different choices, we'll make different decisions. And what what the research shows is that uh, entrepreneurs, we've got, as we spoke about earlier, the tenacity and that, you know, get up again and all that, that's one part of the equation. But the other part is, are they on the right path? Because Many entrepreneurs are on the wrong path and get exhausted as a result. So strategy is the next piece uh, to, uh, to a successful business. And once you've got the strategy, then to your point, to bring in the processes that help enforce that strategy and embed that strategy. Mm. And maybe let's talk about, you know, strategy uh, together with the dynamic of culture. And I'm, I'm only bringing this up because typically we often hear that uh, what culture eats strategy for breakfast. So it almost seems as though the strategy and the direction of the business needs to speak to, you know, the, the, the culture of the organization. But there also needs to be a sense of flexibility in that strategy when it comes to its implementation. A hundred percent. And and to me, if if we were to push harder on that uh, saying about strategy uh, and culture eats strategy for breakfast, I would say execution, it's culture for breakfast. So so, yeah. so for me, it's all about execution. So when I look at um, businesses that I might want to invest in, I look at their, their record of executing on a good strategy. For me, that that I suppose, in in a in a way, is cultural execution. That is a, a culture. If if you've got a high performance environment where where people say things and then execute on those things, that is a culture. But to me, just to you know, you can get quite um, kumbaya, my friend, with with the culture, and everyone holds hands and we all love each other and everyone's happy, but the business isn't performing. I see that far too often. So you have to balance the the culture with it's called it a an aligned staff, aligned team toward a vision, and the ability to execute on that alignment. So that it's it's both. It's not one or the other. It's both of those things. Mm. And maybe let's talk about that execution because, as you say, this is typically where entrepreneurs get it wrong, uh, either ex- executing incorrectly or not executing at all or uh, not having the sustainability to see the plan through. Um, how, yeah. how would you describe this to entrepreneurs who are still trying to figure their way around it? 
Well, for me, the execution, if you think about an X, Y axis, for me, execution is about taking the strategy uh, and then basically breaking that down into priorities, the prioritization of the things to do. Uh, what are the big important things to do? The smaller projects, what I call OPTTs, the objectives, projects, tasks, and targets. Those are the priorities. And then there's the sequencing. Which ones do I do after which? What is the sequencing? And what what I really profess to uh, entrepreneurs is that they want to build a business that can execute, rather spend a huge amount of time doing those two things, working out what to prioritize and how to sequence before you even start. So mm-hmm. I, I, in, in the businesses I'm involved in and in Racecorp per se, we, we would spend at least at least 10 days in a year, in the, in the beginning of the, or at the end of the prior year, so in November, early December, planning the year ahead from an execution point of view in terms of priority and sequence. Sure. And uh, once you've got that, then to your earlier point, it's about being flexible around that because reality changes. And so you have to keep reprioritizing and resequencing right through the year. I appreciate that. And, and what I love about it, Alon, I'm, I'm imagining if you're taking that much time out just to structure the execution plan, this must mean that it needs yes. to be very clear, concise uh, and deliberate action that can be taken by entrepreneurs and their team members to reap the rewards they want. Because it's one thing for us as entrepreneurs to say, I want access to markets. Oh, I want access to finance. Uh, yeah. But the practical steps you need to implement there, right, uh, in terms of getting it, credit requests. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's what I call platitudes. You know, when people say, so what do you need to do? I say, what do you need to do? Oh, communicate better. What does that mean? When do you do that? How do you do that? Is it a newsletter? Is it like an email to your team? What, what does communicate better mean? Mm-hmm. Break that down into practical things that need to be done. And too many entrepreneurs live in, uh, in that platitude state where they make those statements. We need finance. Okay. Fine. That's good. Where from whom? How much? Why? Mm-hmm. When you get in front of the person who you want finance from, what are they going to ask you? What are you going to present? Do you have all your assumptions ready? That's the kind. That's the level of detail you need to go to, to in order to to become a successful executor of strategy. Mm, definitely. And I think that's certainly something that uh, I appreciate you emphasizing because typically it is where we get lost uh, as entrepreneurs looking for our vision. I'm so intrigued that on a, a, looking at the list of what you've put together, you also mentioned tracking progress. And I guess this is because, um, uh, again, sometimes we tend to get lost and it speaks to the key themes that you mentioned of objective, project, tasks and target. Uh, talk to us mm-hmm. about tracking progress and doing that accordingly. Yeah, so if I look at, you know, the methodology that, that I follow, um, which is called flow code, um, the, um, the, the time every single, um, month I meet with, for example, my heads of department and ensure that we go through their objectives every single month, one on one. And then in the exco that they present how far they are. And then two weeks into the, the two weeks later, I meet with them again to talk about all the things that, that might be impeding them hitting their uh, objectives. Those are the big things. So there's this massive emphasis twice a month. Well, actually, it works out to three times a month to execute on, on, on these objectives. And the most important thing here, I think, is that 
you limit the number of objectives in a department. So for me, my, my guideline here is no more than 16 objectives to any department in a company in a year and around four objectives uh, a, a quarter. And so what that really means is that you're now sitting before and in those 10 days where you're thinking about it, you're going, okay, I've only got 16 big things to do this year. What must they be? Mm. But if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. You know, you know, it's about, you know, you know, that, what's that, that blood uh, signature where you, you, you swear that you're going to de- deliver on this. And I work, when I work with my team, they understand that if they commit to those 16 or 10 or whatever the, the number is, I'm going to ensure that they execute on that, those. But more importantly, that if there are ob- obstacles for them of, uh, to actually achieve that, that my role as CEO, as founder, is to actually clear the path for them and ensure that they can succeed. That's my job is to ensure that they can succeed. Mm. I'm glad you mentioned this, Alon, and it, it seems as though we, you know, we're helping entrepreneurs just get back on track in terms of understanding what their vision is, their strategy, understanding the process of execution, uh, how to track their particular progress, uh, and of course, uh, working on, on the objective, the projects, the tasks and the targets that they need to uh, 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 lead to within the quarters of the year and of course, by the end of this year. What I also find so intriguing in your list is that you mentioned reading a lot, planning and yes. thinking and how these all elude and create successful entrepreneurs. Tell us how. Yeah, we, we all know that you know, leaders are readers, um, but it's also what, what you read and how, and, and how you read. You know, for me, there's, I, I find that the entrepreneurs that, that I see that are successful often read with a notebook because they will read, they will come up with ideas, their mind will wonder, and then they'll write, oh, I've got to do this, and I've got to do that, and they create lists when they read. There's a type of reading. I mean, there's a reading for leisure and there's reading for knowledge and there's reading for execution. Then the planning side is is also, we've spoken, I think, enough about that mm-hmm. right now. And then there's the thinking, which is sort of the staring out into into the wilderness and, and, and thinking through. But what I find fascinating about planning is that it, it's actually a very difficult thing and a lot of people battle to think in the future. Uh, and and it's a, it's a, like a muscle. You've got to train yourself to think into the future. To think of what's going to happen tomorrow. What's going to happen next week, next month, next year, in the next five years? Okay, so COVID happened. What are, what is the consequence of that? There is a there is a conflict now in the Middle East. What are what are the opportunities? What are the, uh, the negatives that it's going to create? There's there's uh, what happens if the, the RAND weakens? What happens if the RAND strengthens? What do I do in those situations? And then start to formulate a way that you, almost a hypothesis of what you think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then coming back to how we started this whole thing about being flexible uh, in your thinking as new information presents because we cannot understand what the future will present. We mm-hmm. can only speculate. 100% and, and ad- ad- adapting to that sense of flexibility. What I also think is important, Alon, and it speaks to the work that you do, the businesses that you've helped groom and succeed, is of course the level of support that you offer. And sometimes as entrepreneurs, we believe in a vision, we believe in a dream, we treat it like our baby, one that we don't want to share with anyone else, right? And often think that we know best uh, in terms of that that, that level of um, um, growth that we're trying to attain. Help us understand the importance of seeking support, but also the right kind of support for the direction of growth for your business? 
Yeah, so so that is critical. Um, and also a big part of the success uh, of entrepreneurs. But, uh, you know, so, so reaching out is to and creating a team around you. What So I've created, as, as an example, I've got seven mentors. And those seven different mentors are different types of mentors. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm in a particular situation, I would reach out to the one that is most appropriate for my issue that I'm dealing with right now. So as an example, um, I'm, if I'm trying to scale a business, okay, then and I'm having issues around scale, then I, one of my mentors has scaled a big, big business. And yes. so I'd go to him and I would say, when you hit this particular point in your growth, how did you think about that and what did you do? On the other hand, I might be feeling um, a little maybe negative or down. So I might go to a mentor who's a far more spiritual and I'd go to, to that person and say, you know, what are your thoughts on what I have to do right now? And so it's about surrounding yourself with a mix of people with different types of support. It's not just somebody who goes, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. I believe in you. It's not just that. It's far more technical in terms of and deliberate in who you surround yourself with uh, on your journey as an entrepreneur. 100%. It needs to be practical. I love how you, you know, talk about the execution and the, the practicality of it. Uh, at the end of the day, it needs to reap and yield some kind of results. Alon, it's always a pleasure speaking to you. We're looking forward to touching base with you throughout the course of the year as uh, many more uh, themes continue to uh, surface impacting small businesses in South Africa. Thank you again for your time. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.